Hello again, Life Church Global. What a joy to be here. And even as Savi blessed you and uh, spoke words of kindness over Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey, once again, we want to say how much we honor you both and what a privilege to serve you. We are delighted. It's been a long time, but thank you very much uh, that at the beginning of the year, you give us an opportunity to serve uh, your church. We are so very grateful. And uh, I want to speak a word over your life, both of you, and also over the church, but uh, whatever I speak over you will go, go into the church. I'm sure of that. And that is, uh, you are moving into a new season with a new dimension of activity and uh, you are going forward. Don't be afraid to go forward. Number one, I know you, you have no fear in you, but there may be stumbling blocks before your way. However, I want you to know that stumbling blocks are good or hindrances. Not that you will be a stumbling block, but any hindrance, any problem, any trouble as you learn through the word is good. Remember that. Never ever feel, and I'm saying this to you, never ever feel that a lack of good things happening is a lack of favor. No, that's a wrong theology. It says God is a very present help in the time of trouble. So when trouble comes your way, know that God is there. In the midst of darkness, your light will shine. So rise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. And this year it will be upon you even though it is in you. So let's look at Joshua chapter 2. I thought uh, as you begin this year, I'll give you a word that would help you walk through this year and help you identify your walk. So here you are in Joshua chapter 2. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Akasia, or Akasia Grove, to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rehab and lodged there. Wow! One verse of scripture, but so many things packed in that. First of all, Joshua sends just two people. You remember the story in Numbers 13 and 14 about how Moses sent 12 to spy the land. But how many came back with a good report? Just two, Caleb and Joshua. So maybe, I don't know, it's not written in the word, but one can understand as you read the scriptures that 
Joshua realized that two is more than enough. Two is a crowd. Because when there is more, there are more opinions coming your way. Just like the 12 went and there were 10 opinions that were negative. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, had a good report. The rest came with evil report. So remember this, that never get excited by crowds. In the Gospel of Mark, approximately 13 times is the word crowd mentioned. And here's something interesting. It's always negative. Wherever the mention of the crowd is, it's negative. It's either many or the crowd, it's always negative. I'll give you two instances. In Mark chapter 2, you find a crowd. And that crowd is preventing, a, people are pre preventing a paralytic from coming into the presence of God. And so they had to go up, you know the story, remove the tiles and lower down the paralytic. Why? Because the crowd was preventing people coming into the presence of God for a healing or whatever. You get it in Mark chapter 10, when the blind man, he is there longing to be touched by Jesus, the Son of God. And he cries, but then people say, shh, the crowd, quiet. That's what the crowd does, tries to quiet. It's, it's always negative when you see the crowd. There's something about the crowd that causes issues. Matthew chapter 9, when Jesus walked into that person's house to raise the young girl or the young, the, the, the servant. What happened? There was a crowd wailing, preventing him from performing what he had come to do. And what does he say to the crowd in verse 25? Make room. And he pulls them or pushes them out. He puts them out. Why? Because they were preventing a work of God. He had to do that. And Peter, in Acts chapter 9, from verse 40 onwards, when he goes to raise uh, Dorcas or Tabitha, it's the crowd again that's preventing him. And he had to put them out to make room. And this is what is happening most of the time. We preachers love to have crowds. Yeah. We love, I love to have crowds. But even Jesus spent more time with his disciples than with the crowds. Please remember that. So always remember, twos, two is enough. Two and God, majority. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. We also know that Jesus sent Two by two, they went out. So Joshua has learned a lesson and he sends two secret 
There are times where we have to do things secretly without trying to make a loud noise and a big bang. Jesus began his ministry in secret and would always say, keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. Because there's a purpose in doing things secretly. But here is the most amazing thing. They came to the house of a harlot named Rahab. Wow, this, this blows my mind as I read this and I began to study. I realized that, you see, God is not interested in reputation. God is not interested in reputation. This woman's reputation, we all know, a harlot, nobody likes the reputation of a prostitute. Some Bibles say prostitute. But still, they would go and lodge in this woman's house. Now that is quite dangerous, yeah? But God used it because our reputation means nothing. Please remember this. It's God's reputation. And God is more than sufficient in himself to actually protect his reputation. I remember when I we first began Wow, and as it began to grow, and the church in Sri Lanka got to know that I have come and I am helping Kirby and fathering him and pastoring. So a good meaning minister or a pastor came up to me one day and he said, I want to ask you straight from the horse's mouth, is it true that you go into pubs and that you drink wine? And so I said, yes. He said, ah, oh, now that Pastor Neil is not on. It does not help your reputation. Because by your act, many will be caused to stumble. Today, wow has grown. And so many have come out from that place. If I had considered the words of this good meaning pastor, it would have been the end. You see, it's not my reputation. My reputation would depend on a number of situations and, and quite often it can be very deceptive. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm in the midst of a crowd and uh, I'm quiet. I don't talk. And uh, people may think that, oh, he's, a, he's quiet and the reputation of Neil will go out that he's a quiet man. But who knows? I may be quiet simply because I don't like to talk. I don't like the crowd. I may feel a bit insecure. Who knows? So I remain quiet. And so my reputation goes that he's a quiet man, which is not true. So in every situation, reputations can change. But you know, God spoke to my heart one day because I did get along and I did try to hold on to my reputation. 
And he said, you look after, I want you to hear this now. You look after your integrity, I will look after my reputation. This is what God said. You look after your integrity, I will look after my reputation. Because God's reputation, beloved, it's, I thank God that my faith and my walk is not dependent on my reputation and the way in which I work. My life is dependent on His reputation. And when I look at God, I, I see an amazing God. Please don't allow anybody by their own understanding of reputation drag you away from the church or drag you away from God. Learn to understand God's reputation. And when you see God's reputation, are you ready? It's a reputation of repetitive faithfulness. And here's the best thing. He is able to take insignificant people. He is able to take the unknown reject. He is able to do all sorts of things that will astound you. And the amazing thing is that his reputation is constantly, faithfully repeated according to his character. Abraham from the Ur of the Chaldees was a moon worshiper. But what happened? He changed him. There was a, a, an amazing transformation. We know what happened to this situation here. Rahab, we'll get back to that. But God is able to take various things. You know, the whole creation has known his reputation. And they have submitted his reputation was able to still and quieten the jaws of lions as Daniel was in the lion's den. His reputation is known for him to still the storm. His reputation is known to have dried up the seas. This is his reputation and he will protect his reputation. He would take a man who was having murderous instincts on the way to kill Christians, transform him and make him the well-known apostle. You know who I'm talking of. It's because of God's reputation. He would take a man who would deny him and or betray him, not so much deny, but betray him. And he would change his life. You know who I'm talking about. There was Peter. There was the denial, there was the betrayal. This is God's reputation. Able to take a man like Zacchaeus and transform him to such an extent as his grace entered into his life, he was able to release a new form of life. This is God's reputation. And now here we see a harlot. I want you to know, beloved, don't crowd your thinking. 
Don't crowd your mind. Sometimes our mind is more crowded than our closets. With the things that bother us about ourselves. We are bothered about our reputation. Don't worry. Just look after your integrity and walk in that integrity and watch what happens. It is important for us to understand that crowd can cause issues. And that if we give our attention to that and to reputation, we will miss out on the power and the works of God, the plans and purposes. So here comes this story again, Rahab the harlot. Imagine that God will take this woman, take the acts of this woman and see that her acts are a way and a gate for his purposes to be established. Now, this is not the only time Rahab is mentioned. Okay? In Matthew chapter 1, in verse 5, she's mentioned again. Now she's a part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And so on and so forth. It's amazing. We see again in Hebrews 11. I, I, I want you to uh, go with me there. If you have your Bibles beside you, then go to Hebrews 11. This is amazing. Are you ready? Right, here we are. Hebrews 11, and it says here from verse, verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. For what more? This is interesting. For what more shall I say? For the, for the time would fail me, time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also of David and Samuel the prophets. Of David? The great king, time would fail him to speak about David, but not about Rahab. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that interesting? That she is considered as a woman of faith, not a woman of failure, not a woman of uh, whatever virtue that was not accepted. She is accepted by God who has the power to trans form people's life. Take that which is ordinary and make it extraordinary. And then James, we know James chapter 5, uh, chapter 2 verse 25 that says again Rahab. Awesome. Linked with Abraham. This is what God does. This is how he protects his reputation. He is able to take this woman and so, to all of you who are listening today, isn't it amazing that God, it doesn't matter about certain issues in your life. If you walk in faith, that's all that He is considering. And if you continue in the integrity, you see, beloved, it's not about reputation. It's about relationship. And integrity is developed 
through relationships. Reputation is developed today, unfortunately, uh, there's very, very little gap between the understanding of reputation and rumor. A lot of people have rumors and they consider that a reputation. But when we walk with God, it's not about who we are, it's about who He is. And when we walk with God, He will protect His reputation in taking you as His chosen. But what's your integrity? And that is developed by repetitive faithfulness. That's how God takes care of his reputation. By repeating his faithfulness more and more, every day there is more of his faithfulness. Today we are here because he has done more than enough. Today we are here and we can have more praise to his name because he is constantly, faithfully watching over us, providing for us, protecting us. Because He is more concerned about His name than even you and I. Let us walk in our integrity of the heart. Guard our heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And so, we see it in Jesus. When he became man in Philippians chapter 2, it says he considered it of no repute. Even Jesus laid aside his reputation, came and he mingled with people who were considered ill repute, with prostitutes and whom they call sinners. But beloved, he used these very same people to propagate his purposes and plans. And today, God is speaking to you. I don't know where, wherever you are, in your living room, whether you are uh, watching it in your car, in your living room, or whether you're watching it elsewhere, I want you to know God is speaking to you. And he's saying to you, give me your heart. Let me work with my reputation you walk in your integrity of faithfulness and we will see the kingdom of God burst into our midst. And this is what I'm inviting you today. Get ready. Get ready for something extraordinary. These people of Israel were blessed. Now watch this again. Are you ready? It says here, when the king comes and asks Rahab. We heard this, that there are some people staying with you. What did Rahab say? No, no, no. She had hidden the people, deception, and she lied. And yet, God uses this to save her. Now watch this. More than anything else, listen to what Rahab says to the two spies. She says, We have heard of you. How you 
did various things. How the Lord dried up the waters, verse 10. So when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of Amorites who were on the other side of Jordan, Shion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard of these things, this is, she is now talking of four decades ago, 40 years ago. They're still remembering the works of God, his reputation. And she says, we are afraid. From her own mouth. These are mouths of an enemy. You know, beloved, oftentimes we think that the enemy is bad news for us. But no. The enemy is good news for us. When the enemy is at work, it means that there is a shaking in the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because you are going forward. He is in the midst. God is a very present help in the time of trouble, in the midst of thick darkness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me in the midst of that dark valley. In the midst of trouble. Trouble does not mean that the favor of God has left you. Trouble does not mean the absence of God's love and favor. It simply means if you learn to translate your challenges and troubles and problems in this attitude, that these only mean that God is in the midst. He's not away from me. He is there. You know the seven sons of Sceva in Acts chapter 19? What did, they, what, did, what did the demons say? Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? So they know. The enemy knows. Sometimes the enemy knows more than we know of the situation. And the enemy is defeated. The enemy trembles according to this teaching here. The enemy trembles at the presence of God's people. We need to know that. We need to take Ephesians chapter 1 and see that this defeated foe is under our feet and that we can walk ahead in the midst of trouble. And this is Isaiah 60. Rise, shine, your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Yes, beloved. Verse 3, in the midst of thick darkness, your light will shine. You're a hill. You're a city on a hill. And people, the, the, the city does not go to people. People come to the city because in the valley they are dark. And when they see this beautiful joy of the whole earth, the city of God, which is you, they will come to your light. This is the promise this year for you. People will come to your light and they will know their God because of you. So, here it is. Go forth. Go forth. Go through. Go through the gates and create a highway for people to come in 
and know their God as Zechariah 4 speaks, that they'll take hold of a Jew. In this case, it's talking of a Jew, but prophetically, they'll get a hold of you and they will say, show us your God because we see him in the midst of you. We know he's in the midst of you. Even as Rahab understood this, don't worry about the reputation. Don't worry. I'm not encouraging you to get into a lifestyle that is totally of the flesh. No, I'm simply saying to you that this is the time for us to remember God's reputation over and over again and over and over again praise Him and go forth. I bless you, I love you and I declare over you rise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you and you shall have victory upon victory upon victory. In the midst of trouble, God is in the midst of you. Be still and know He is God. Love you, bless you.